Please be advised, this series contains harsh language and references to potentially triggering material, including mention of suicide, self-harm, abuse of both drugs and alcohol, and deep discussions on religion. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on Ombligo del Diablo, Val and Vincent got patched up by the local doctor and possible fortune teller, Tiana Shadow. We decided to pay her in a favor. We met some of the local law, Officer Daniels, and did a poor job explaining our involvement in the recent shootings. We collected a mostly intact, if not rather intoxicated, Val, and headed back to the sanctuary where, lo and behold, the FBI were investigating. Murph was a crutch, Val got her gun, Vincent took a hostage, Oliver experienced some panic, and Jamie got a recording of the whole thing. During a tense standoff, Officer Daniels comes to save the day. We all have individual conversations with Sheriff Maria Roberts, after which it is decided Oliver and Vincent are dead men. Officially, not literally. Today we start making reparations and paying back a favor. So then let's start out, uh, start out with, with your hopes and fears, James. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Oliver's hopes are that he will become a valuable person in the society, perhaps a pillar of the community. And his fears are that someone will die because of his incompetence. And because there's nowhere else to run, it will possibly, you know, result in consequences. Okay. The reason that, that I think this is a particularly good fear, and I want, I want to start with it, is because it is a specific thing that can happen that does not threaten his life or health, yet would still be a very bad thing that he wishes wish to avoid. This allows there to be consequences for failure in game that it will scare the characters, but isn't death. Okay, so who has their uh, their hopes and fears? I do. Okay, what are your hopes? All right, the hope that I was working on was eventually I figure out where I'm going because I just kind of drift to and from and I would like to at some point have a path more than just a general direction um, or rather a destination more than a general direction. And then fear, uh, my luck runs out and it hurts myself or people I care about. Um, and I don't mean like, you know, something bad happens that one time. I mean, like it feels like, you know, the luck that I've always had abandons me permanently. Uh, so the, the hope is good looking uh, looking for a uh, for person direction. The fear is a bit too vague. And it wouldn't represent a specific event that is likely to happen. Because your luck is sort of from you. Hmm. Is there anything that almost happened or thing that might might have happened that would scare you? Now, the, the, thing about, the thing about harm to your friends, that might make sense. Right. Or maybe being the cause of some sort of harm harm to someone. Like that time that I accidentally shot somebody, yeah. That could, it could be a fear that, that something like that's going to happen again, either through through your actions, failures, or, or your, your own dumb luck, that you will harm someone inadvertently. Yeah, I just wanted to also include myself in that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Well, uh, everyone's is afraid of direct harm coming to them. That is an assumed fear for everybody. Gotcha. Okay. So... Except yeah. Vincent. So, True. so hope is that you will find the direction in the world. The fear is through luck or your own error, you are going to be the cause of harm to someone. Correct. Okay, great. That's good. 
Matt, do you have yours? Yeah, I've got mine. Jamie's biggest fears are probably she's just going to go through life alone and not meaningful relations because she hasn't had any. And she's, you know, I'm, I'm picture is like 45-ish, 40, you know, somewhere in there. And she hasn't made any friends because she's been so driven by her theories about magic and science and abandoned places. And this, it's kind of been her whole life. And so like one of her biggest hopes is that she could meet people that have at least compatible ideas about how the world works and that she could grow in that power with those people and help them like achieve more power and okay. be able to change things in that regard. So this is a good hope to make friends and allies so as to, to no longer be alone. Unfortunately, your fear requires that you would reach the end of your natural life before it would come to fruition. Well, that's just a natural extension of that hope. But what my main biggest fear, like a more immediate fear in a in a personal sense, is that everything that she's thought has been magic and has been world changing and interesting is all just like conspiracy theory and insanity. And the spirits that she hears in the night are just sure she's cracked, you know, that it's not that the her so, gut and instincts are just completely and totally off and she's so, insane. So what about fear of losing her mind, which is a, would be a great uh, segue into our sanity mechanic, which we are introducing this time. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Okay. So your fear is that you either are going or have gone crazy and will die alone. Your hope is to figure out this whole magic thing and, and get friends to, to share your life and discoveries. Yes? Yeah, that's succinctly put. All right, then I think the last one is Sam. I just kind of feel guilty that everybody's hopes and fears are all about their friends and friendship, and mine are just like, I want to get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so my hope is that the work I am doing in my secret laboratory is it it means something and that it will be successful. Mm -hmm. And my fear is that if I'm found out, I will lose everything I've worked towards. That includes, you know, the the animal sanctuary, especially the lab in particular, and all of the, the materials I've collected through great personal risk to myself. So your fear is losing your work. Right. Okay. That's a great one. And that is a specific thing that can happen in an event. But everyone should add their their hopes and fears to their character sheet. See, is there good space on it in beliefs? Yes, the, uh, the first part of individual goals, write your hope. And then write the, the, uh, the hope in, in the, the bigger box. And then the same thing for your fear in the box. Please do something. Your house has not been burned down. Woohoo! All of the creatures have been escaped in the place that was ransacked. You do not have any creatures in, in your sanctuary at, at the moment, but you feel that many of them may return over time. But you have the physical place, minus a barn. Well, yeah, uh, Murph and I released them all before we left. Right, exactly. So that is the state of, the state of your place, and it turns out that someone wants to go and try and find a chupacabra, and he's going to need a place to keep it. However... You would need to first get some information on where such a thing could be found. So we could start out with the five of you going to see Tiana. About how long is this after um, last session? It's about two days. You've had time to uh, go back into your place, check it, see that it will take some effort and some supplies from town to go, to go back in, in, into it into a livable state because the place has been trashed and head back into uh, into town. Mm, my character would like totally volunteer to help fix up your place and capture some animals, get them back for you, if you're down with that. Yes, because I think, I think Val and um, Jamie would get along very well, surprisingly, because science, despite differing fields. Right, totally. Okay. A slightly more unwelcome guest might be uh, Oliver, because he's in a fugue after... <laughs> 
all this <laughs> stuff has gone down and is, is willing, uh, if not enthusiastic about cleaning, just sort of does whatever you say. Oh, yeah, no. Val's very strongly suggesting that to pay her back for all the trouble, you gotta help at least build back the barn. Okay. And given that your funds are, well, largely non-existent at this, at this, at this current point, you managed to clean the place up, get rid of the broken stuff, and take catalog of the, of the things that, that have been taken or destroyed. It's a fairly large quantity, and you need to find a way to replace those. And currently, you guys have very little. I assume they took my big dumb gun? You have your gun back. They took it as evidence. The local police took it as evidence. Oh, because I, I, I stupidly buried it next to where the thing was, and I had to go for either it or the diamonds. Oh. You're so right. So it probably uh, got no, taken. No, it's there. It's there. They didn't. Wow. They didn't bother digging anymore because they'd already found what they were looking for. So they so they didn't didn't go around digging up holes. Oliver is almost offended. And then ransacked <laughs> my place like assholes for no goddamn reason. Well, it looks like they're trying to they're trying to destroy some evidence, and they stole some things. Like, why do you steal things from an animal sanctuary? That's dickish. Maybe they were taking this evidence, or maybe they weren't real agents and were just stealing shit. Hard to tell. Uh, the evidence thing might make more sense, given that they'd just gotten a large amount of wealth in diamonds, and would probably have less need for your camping stove. But both are possible. And what they- They just needed an excuse to get out here. On paperwork, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. But- You've gotten the place cleaned up. In order to get the place livable again, you're going to need to find some bit source of money. What do you intend to do? I suggest mining, because that's my usual way of making money. Okay. Any others wish to throw an input? I suggest asking, because that has always worked out well for me. Okay. Kind of on that <laughs> that, uh, that vein, um, I'm assuming that we do get probably bad internet, but some internet out here in Umbligo del Diablo, right? Nope. None at all? None. Seriously? Damn there it. is no internet. There is no cell tower. There is a little bit at your house. Sometimes. I hear even satellite gets kind of messed up by the sand in the air. Mm-hmm. Because like most animal sanctuaries, you probably have like a donation page set up. That is not likely going to work. There is just no access to it. Also, okay. they will probably shut it down if you did. True. Okay. Um... I, I think Oliver has, like, nearly fainted in the sun twice. It says, like, those huge sweat circles under his armpits of, like, his dress shirt. But when he hears people talking about making money, he comes over and sort of, like, snaps too. Like, he's been in this sort of, like, vague looking into the middle distance this whole time. Occasionally walking past the place where diamonds were and just staring at it. Uh, but he comes up and says, well, there was uh, that nice young doctor lady. She mentioned uh, getting some special blood that kind of fixed y'all up. Perhaps there's an opportunity there. I, uh, I don't do poaching. Well, no, no one said anything about poaching. No, these are fictional creatures. <laughs> I mean, maybe for now. Well, have I piqued your curiosity? Being a kind-hearted animal lady yourself? I feel like I should take that as an insult, but, uh, okay. You know what? Maybe she's just talking about a plant. Maybe, yeah, all right, that might work. Is, uh, Vincent convalescing? Vincent is, is away on business. His, uh, leg has been bothering him, as the injury was, was fairly serious, and, and he has been attempting to not put too much weight on it. 
So he is staying home. Well, seeing that uh, Vincent is away, my normal partner in crime, I feel like I should include all of you in my next endeavor. Little what Miss kind of- Murph and uh, Jamie there. <laughs> what kind of endeavor might this be? Oh, we're looking for some animal, plant, or, you know, who knows? Maybe it's just a rock that spews forth mana into the sky. We don't know, but it certainly could be lucrative, even if it's just a story. Are there any rocks that do that, Jamie? Because I don't, I don't think there are, right? Just because she hasn't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't. People couldn't be convinced that it exists. Recommending a plus a cult. Ah, I can do that. No problem. Also, out of curiosity, have I bled off any of my willpower damage or paradox? You had, you had how much uh, aggravated willpower damage? One ag willpower and uh, three superficial. All superficial's gone. You still have have the one ag until you obtain for yourself a personal win. A personal uh, minion? Win. Personal win. Oh, I was about to be like, what? I don't uh, want minions. I mean, I kind of want minions now. And as far as, as as far as the paradox goes, one bleeds off per session <laughs> on its own. That looks like five successes. Okay, so you know that such rocks exist, but they'd probably be pretty far out into the desert in dangerous, inhospitable places. Also, probably have nothing to do with the chip covers that he's talking about. Those those are 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 just really strange bipedal, probably animals. Okay, so I explain that in more detail and say that the two probably wouldn't be related, but, you know, exploration of a region like this is often dangerous and interesting, and we should just kind of take things as we go as far as, you know, mining or recovering animals. But both are awesome in my book. I like her spirit. You should come along. Oh, shit. I didn't know that those kinds of rocks actually existed. Well, damn. Totally. impressed. It's like, you know, if you've heard of asbestos, then you knew that, you know, for the longest time, people thought it was this wonder technology. And then if you read about the history of it and the actual mineralogy of it, you'd know that like forms of the state rock of California is a form of asbestos. It's serpentinite and it's completely and totally inert and won't do anything horrible to you. But the biggest deposit of asbestos, unfortunately, was totally carcinogenic. So different rocks in different places have different properties. And one of one of my main theories is that different rocks in different places have magical or unique or things that we would call magical properties. So that's what I've been looking for kind of my whole life. A very odd look that isn't disbelief, but is uh, inquisitive, I guess might be the word. I think at some point during this, Oliver picks up, like sidles away for a moment, picks up some random rock that looks interesting off the floor and pockets it. We have two ready to go. Well, three, including myself. Uh, How about you, Murph? Or would you prefer to stay in the safety of this here abode? No, I think I'm uh, ready to go whenever you guys are. Of course, a constitution will do us fine. Well, let's head out. Take my vehicle or everybody's vehicle or more than one? What's the plan? I think mine is currently non-functional due to all this dust. So, uh, yours, if you do not mind. Everybody pile in. You mean my truck that you took to take me to the doctor after you got me shot? Of course, that is, of course it's your vehicle. Sorry, I'm Mm -hmm. so used to being put at the wheel and that it becomes mine. But that is not the case in this here situation. We'll take Jamie's truck. All right. So where are you headed? Are you, are you going to head into town to gather information? Or, or are we, would you prefer to head directly out out into the desert and just search uh, on a whim? You do have people that might be able to luck their way into not dying. Uh, in the car, uh, Oliver would definitely be like, we should go talk to that doctor lady, see if she knows where some chupacabras is at. Oh, and by the way, there is in fact one working radio station. Oh, what's that? Is it just repeating numbers? That'd be hilarious. 
Welcome to the Nightmare. radio station plays random music and sometimes it has a woman's voice that gives out advice. You're not quite sure who it is because you haven't heard her name yet, but you're pretty sure that it's just someone in town and it tends to, uh, to mostly play pop hits from the 90s. Do we get weird AM radio in the desert like you do in real life? Like conspiracy theory people and like, you know, just all the stupid, like weird political talk and I don't know. Just mostly, like mostly garbled, and the stations the stations bleed into each other really bad. So it's almost impossible to listen to an entire show. You, if you turn it to one of those AM stations late at night, you will get a continual stream of people saying strange things and one-liners. And it is, if you go to sleep listening to that, it will give you some terrifying dreams of the city. Just rarely any, anything that's intelligible to, uh, to, uh, to someone who isn't uh, open to the idea. So. Back to the question, though. Where are you guys headed? Uh, we should go see our doctor, soothsayer friend, first, I would say. And yeah, I totally definitely. think we should take a trailer in case we encounter any of your animals, like a horse trailer, you know, a cattle trailer, if you have one. A capital so. idea. I mean, it depends on how large they are. I mean, we'd have to talk to T- <laughs> we'd have to talk to, y- to Ziana first. Val definitely has at least one rather beat up, probably horse trailer that can probably hold like one cow if necessary. Uh, oh, I'm saying we should bring it in case we traps. run into any, any of your animals, you know. I'm no good with animals, but I'm happy to drive and, you know, help you cajole them or, you know, scare them in your direction because I don't know how shit about dealing with animals. <laughs> the, tra- the trailer would add a good deal of added difficulty to driving. However, your two large kennels it would fit in the back nicely. Yeah, those and we'll bring a couple sizes of your basic pressure traps. Okay. Cool. Sounds good to me. And you drive off through the sands to find Tiana Shadow. It is early evening. The sun, uh, the sun is just setting, which occurs a bit earlier in Umbligo del Diablo because you're in the middle of a large hole. So it's about five in the afternoon and the, and the sun's gone down over the edge of the hills that ring the little valley. And Tiana is sitting on her porch on a little blanket, looking off into the sunset. Looks like she's concerting on something. Where luck... Uh, she told us that, well, she told me in confidence, I believe, last time that she, we would have to go out on this sort of haunted night. Uh, I suggest we give her a minute to snap out of, you know, that we don't shock her out of, you know, her state. Just give her a minute to... She doesn't seem to be in a trance, and when the car rolls up, it, she casually glances over. Well, I totally say hi. Ask what's been going on. Jamie, uh, it seems that your that your friends are going to stay. Yeah, it seems like it. I think they've found at least a temporary thing to do. I've been helping them. It's been pretty good. Yes, this this place is a collection of lost creatures. A fine town, and we hope to see more of it soon. Uh, I was thinking if we could recall our last conversation, see if there was uh, any way we could assist you in getting more of this uh, fine substance which so helped our friends. I never found it myself. I sent Eton. Uh, from time to time. Uh, I have him go to a few places that he's come across, and I pay him for what he finds. He's in house number nine. Excellent. When would be a good time to return? We don't want to wake you in the middle of the night. I rarely sleep, at least that I'm aware of. Goodness. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. I have... The perfect sleeping aid, just not on me at the moment. I will bring you one when I acquire one. But in the meantime, we will come back uh, at any time this evening, I suppose. 
uh, we should have tea sometime. Please, yes. Uh, come back when you have more questions. I should be back about the question that I was pondering. Of course, we wouldn't want to disturb you. And then I look around and see if anyone else wants to disturb her. When he mentions a sleep aid, I just look at him really suspiciously. But yeah, me too. Yeah, I think we all do that. <laughs> we don't know better. He just smiles at all of you. like Right. I'm like, I'm not taking any drinks from this guy. If you stole any of my, the remaining bits of my tranquilizer... <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that, but he might have. <laughs> That's no, he was, he was just, too busy being to eaten. Okay. So, a rusted, corrugated metal shack sits nearish the middle of town, and it has a big red nine painted on the side. Curiosity, in general, once we get to, like, town proper, big air quotes, like, what would it look like? So, the town is essentially... About 50 to 60 little box-like structures, each on roughly an acre of, of their own land. And they are all situated around one giant hole that has mining supports and stairwells cut in the side and tunnels that come off from this main shaft about 100 feet across. It does taper down a bit, but if one took one big jump in, you, you feel that you could, you could probably fall at least a couple football fields before you splatter in, into, the, into the bottom of that hole. That's at least if it ends, because the bottom, all you can see is darkness. I assume at some point looks down into the hole, stares for a while, then nervously steps away. And this hole was a natural hole? Remind me. It is a mining pit. Essentially, they just dug straight down. The hole was probably there to start with, but it has been dug deeper and deeper. It is a carved stone structure. So you have arrived at Eaton's house, number nine. Have uh, I met Eaton before or heard of him at all? You haven't been around too ter- terribly long. You think that you met him in passing. What you know about him is that if the sun is out, he's probably working at some form of manual labor. And if the sun is down, he's probably drunk. Sun's okay. not down yet. Go. Good to know. Who wishes to approach the door of the shack? I think uh, Oliver would defer to Jamie in this case. Yeah, I, I figured with what little I know, the best idea is probably go grab that bottle of whiskey out of my trunk. Okay, come there and get been holding out right. on us, madam. <laughs> yeah. You grab the bottle out, out of your trunk and you head up to the door. It has a little bell pull on the right and the door itself is sheet metal. Pull the bell and then knock on the rusted sheet metal. You hear a bit of shuffling from inside. The door just swings it open inward, lazy on its, on its hinges. And there's a guy. He looks like he's in his mid-twenties, except for his eyes. His eyes seem worn out. Lots of crow's feet, just older than the rest of his face somehow. Gotcha. That makes sense. Hey, I'm Jamie. I think we've met in passing once or twice. I come bearing gifts. Uh, Tiana said that you uh, might be able to give us some pointers on trapping chupacabras for chupacabra blood. We are thinking that might be uh, be worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, I know how to find them. They're kind of mean, but mm, they aren't too bad if you shoot them from far off. I can show you where they are. Why are you looking? Oh, we're hoping to get some of that blood. It helped us when we were in a jam last week. Plan on cutting me out? No, we gladly. Gladly help you, but we can't get any if we don't know how. And Fake FBI dicks ruined my house, so I kind of need some money. So, you know, just this once. Seeing as uh, I don't owe you none, you're going to have to pay night rates. <laughs> okay. That is uh, 
That's five dollars an hour. You got it. Can I see the money? I produced probably my last hundred dollar bill or some fractions thereof. His eyes light up. Well, very well then. Looks over your bottle and says, uh, that'll be a down payment. You got it. Easy peasy. He uh, takes the bottle from you and walks over to the little bed that he has in the corner. He hides the bottle away under it. And he says, uh, you want to follow my truck? Yeah, we can do that. All right, then. And it goes out to his, his uh, old blue chipping off to reveal red paint beneath pickup truck. And he starts it up. I would say I could have gotten it for half that much, but I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think. That's funny. He drives out into the darkening night and about four or five miles in. Jamie, could you give me a wits plus drive roll? Yeah, no problem. You're able to make the drive out of breaking out an axle. When you get to this embankment on a hill, the stars are incredibly bright, and there's sort of this white-green haze in the sky. It might be the Milky Way, but it seems to have more colors, almost as if it looked like there was a sort of a, a sheen behind the stars. He stopped his car up on, on a ridge overlooking a lake, and you see a little ranch house at the bottom. Does it look occupied or abandoned? or? Uh, it looks ramshackle. Grab some binoculars out of my vehicle and look and see if I can see okay. anything better. What's awareness? All I right. don't narrow it down much. Two success off two dice. You see that there are sheep in the enclosure, and it looks like there's a light on it at the house. Those are the only signs that it's not about to fall over. It's obviously very poorly cared for. Eaton says, the man who lives here, he's more or less crazy, but he still looks after those sheep some, and that's what they come for. That makes sense. What flavor of crazy is he? I haven't gotten too close. He uh, doesn't seem smart. like a friendly type, but you might want to let him know you're here so he doesn't think you're after the sheep. Okay. Quick, quick question. Would I have any knowledge of him? I'm guessing I am the closest thing that these people have to a vet. What's your medicine? My medicine itself is two. There's one or two other people that are roughly on your, on your ability level in terms of treating animals. Okay. Uh, but there's no professional vet, and you had some facilities, so so you'll do about as well as any. All right. I'm just wondering if this is a guy I know because of the fact that he has livestock. Uh, even if you don't know him, I think you should be the one to you know, say we're here and what we're doing. That's a my bad idea. I'd be glad to introduce myself. Absolutely not. That's a worse idea. Oh, really? I think I'll be fine. But if, no. of course, after you. Would you like <laughs> Murph, backup? Murph, Murph, it's good to talk. I got you. No, I'm suggesting we all go. I'm just saying, I think Sam should, you know. No. Perhaps arriving at this man's door with a crowd is the wrong message. See, here's the thing. Uh, I don't talk to people. They talk to me for some reason. You know, Mur- Murph is a friendly face. I mean, obviously sure one of us should go with her, not you, uh, to back her up. But, <laughs> but you know, let's just, you know, I, th- I think sure it'll be fine. What could possibly go wrong? Many things. So many. It's just a conversation. Perhaps you're, we can all lurk out of sight so he does not think he's being descended upon by Locust. Perhaps you could all stay out of sight. I don't know about lurk as a term. <laughs> I thought Agreed. it was fairly apt. All right. You know what? Murph and myself will go up. Murph, you do the talking. So we'll just ask about the chupacabras, I guess. So who wishes to be plainly visible? Who wishes to stay back? And who wish- wishes to 
quietly move forth and look for a place to see but remain unseen. Visible, obviously. Yeah, definitely visible. Go for visible. I look to Eaton's greater (laughs) skill at lurking around this man's cottage. Make sure he does not get caught by this unpleasant fellow. So you are hanging back with Ethan? Yeah. Okay. Who is going to make the approach? Was it Murph? Everybody else is, is walking up in plain sight? The other two of you are walking up in plain sight? Yeah, I think that's pretty much what we said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Murph, please give me a charisma etiquette roll. I'm so good at that. In theory. That is two successes. Do you wish to spend regular willpower to re-roll any of that? That is specifically two successes off of eight dice. So I don't feel particularly lucky this evening. Uh, yeah, sure. How much willpower would you like to spend? Two. Okay, roll uh, two more dice. Get it. Jesus. <laughs> All right, three successes. At least it's possible. The gun the man is holding as you walk up isn't pointed at you. Well, at least there's that. Um, you succeed okay. at non-threatening. I'm so, very good at non-threatening. The man that's standing before you is tall, broad. He looks strong. Black hair and a black beard, and his eyes are too open, almost like they are uh, frozen in surprise. And he looks at you and says, why are you here? First of all, hi, my name is Murph. What's yours? I'm Frankie Roberts. Hi, and Frankie. And you are, on, uh, you are on my land. Sure I am. I just, I know, I can't help but notice these sheep. I'll gesture towards the sheep. What do you want with my sheep? He, uh, he to takes... protect them, of course. He takes a swig from a bottle, and a dark red liquid drips down his mouth. It says, my sheep do not need protection as they are for the slaughter. Ah, okay. Um, well, hmm. I guess more specifically we're looking for creatures that have been attempting to attack them? Yes, there are such creatures. Some wear the bodies of men and some do not. Oh, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I need to know more about that storyline. <laughs> okay men have come in the night to steal my sheep some of them leave alive some do not but other things come here too sometimes i am pestered by angels um does he seem like he is telling a version of the truth you can give me a wits insight roll wow i suck tonight You see no indication that he does not believe this. However, it seems a bit... Uh, he doesn't seem to have any suspicion that you would disbelieve it either, which seems a little bit odd. All right, so this guy's like clearly drinking the crazy juice. Okay, so angels. Are you familiar with a chupacabra? I do not know what this is. I have heard stories and folklore of some animal such as that, but... That is not the beings that I see here. Right. Uh, I mean, a chupacabra, vaguely dog-like, right, Val? I, uh... You have seen zero chupacabra in your life. (laughs) Yeah, right. Y'all left your chupacabra expert behind. You know, sir, sorry, do you mind if we, uh, stake out the place just a little, see if those chupacabras come by? Apparently they like sheep. We don't want that. Definitely not. Um, I do mind. Unless you can tell me what you are looking for, I do not wish you to find it here. I have important business to attend to, and you might disrupt my very private goings-on. Can either of us tell what he was drinking that was red like that? Sure, give me a... Wits plus investigation. 
whoever wishes, wishes to roll. I will try as two successes. Well, that's definitely blood. He is drinking blood out, out of an old wine bottle that appears to have uh, had the label steamed off, and it has some gems, probably glass gems, uh, glued to it. Bedazzled. Yes. A bedazzled wine bottle filled with blood of some sort. Not this guy's really the spookiest. Sure. That did not make him less spooky. That's He's just a... uh, lovely, but not something I'm completely uh, creeped out by, considering the shit I've seen out here. Weird, so, but eh. So what is it that you have come to seek on my land? Uh, the chupacabras, like like we said. We were told that they'd be in this area, that the sheep would be targeted. But what is this chupacabra? That's something we'd like to know as well. Apparently an animal. Apparently a pest. I think I heard it was a pest. So you do not know what you seek? Well, it's some kind of pest, and it's something that likes to eat sheep, and I understand your sheep are of her sacrifice, but, like, we we basically just need some of these chupacabras for science? And I kind of look at Val. I I assume they're coyotes. Probably diseased, potentially. I have traps. At the very least, you mind if I set those up? nearby if we catch any wild creatures i will take them off your land free of charge those are not creatures those are the angels the the beast of the angels no the things that have plagued my sheep angels slaughter lambs to god ah right and what do those angels look like so that we know exactly what we're looking for Mm, they are perhaps four feet in height their eyes glow orange, and their skin, if you can call it that, is a dark purple. I slaughter them. You know that. The angels, or the sheep? The sheep I slay for my own purpose. The angels, that is for the blood. Do you slaughter them for a divine purpose? There is nothing divine here. Divinity shall be scoured. So, quick question. What did the chupacabra blood look like that was used on me, if I can remember at all? It just looked like red blood. It smelled a bit off, but it didn't look anything unusual. Okay. Do you wish to approach to try and smell his face? No. I am not insane. All right. Yet, at least. Well, in that way, specifically. (laughs) Do you guys want a second to think about what you're going to do? Because yeah. I have a thing I kind of want to do with uh, Eaton over here. Excellent. So we are, I assume, behind some like rocks with the truck. Yes. Well, you are on on top of some rocks. If if anybody looked out your way, you you'd be plainly visible. Um, oh, dude, I th- I thought we were obscured. Uh, you are obscured. The truck is not. Oh, okay. While we're standing there, I want to chat him up. So, my good friend Eaton, uh, uh, what do you get onto into this town? You seem like a hard-working fellow. Hard drinking as well. Which I can respect. I, I've done whatever I could. I don't have much of a skill set. I have a particular one that is not of much use back in America. But I use what talents I have. I move uh, shit around all day. Uh, I clean. Whatever you need done, I can do it. Well, that alone is a skill in and of itself. But... Tell me about this uh, mysterious skill you have that is so reviled in the Americas. It's not mysterious. It's just killing. 
Oh, I've worked with plenty of people with your fine skill set. So have I. Anyway. Granted, it is not my specialty. Well, I just work, do whatever needs doing, and I'm trying to make, make enough money for tomorrow. Well, I hope we are helping you with that, that today. I don't suppose in your line of speciality that you have any ammunition for such a weapon as this. I hold out the gun. I don't actually know what it's called, so I'm just like, do you have bullets for this? Looks and he says, who are you looking to kill? I'm not looking to kill anyone tonight, but I like to keep my options open in the vein of self-defense. That is not a weapon for hunting. No, sir, it is not. It is a weapon of bluster, if you must know. Know which way to point it, that's about it. But currently, I am out of bang for my buck. Won't it bluster just fine with the bullets you got in it? Ah, you say, you say they have, there are bullets in it. There are not, sir. That's I what I mean. Well, I like to make the bang. Even if I had blanks, that would be just fine. Yeah, I got some of those. Blanks? Yeah. How, how many would you be willing to part with for this fine, genuine uh, silver bullet? Blessed by the Pope himself. No doubt it would do nasty damage to such troopers. Look, if it'll keep you out of trouble. And he goes fishing around in, in the, uh, the back of his truck and he pulls a key out of, out of his boot. He unlocks a, a long steel box and it is full of a lot of bullets. Uh, just <laughs> I assume of, just loose. Yep, just loose and scattered about. A couple of the guns in, in the box kind of goes fishing through and he, and he pulls out some shells. I can uh, see, sir, that organization is not one of your top priorities. But I would ask you if you could find it within your heart to... Give me at least one of the real kind in trade of my own. Keep the options. He hands you a handful of bullets and closes the box and locks it. And he says, well, maybe I have. Uh, <laughs> he looks really closely at them like, mm, Roll and in, what is your firearms? It's zero. Roll intelligence minus one. I have one dice. Yay. I'm going to accidentally shoot somebody. You will need two successes. That's not possible. Don't make me roll. Yes, roll. Uh, oh, this is just in case I uh, crit fail, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Roll again. Roll again. Dag. Whoa. Three successes. Oh my. <laughs> you are not able to discern any difference between these bullets. And looking at them closely, you're pretty sure that that stuff at the end is not lead. Ah. <laughs> uh, so he gave me all blanks. It would appear that way. As I haven't rolled to him at all i actually want to say something super dark <laughs> to him okay which basically goes along the lines of sir i i appreciate what you are th i think you are trying to do for me but i assure you well actually am i trading in my bullet for this or no he didn't it doesn't even reach out for your bullet i i look down at actually, this actually he is eyeing it after he handed those rounds i do believe sir, that you may have misjudged me i do not plan on ending it with anyone else's life Unless, of course, one of these chupacabras comes a-running at me. But maybe I can drive it off with a loud booms. I wish to keep one for myself, should things grow dire. Keep? One what? One of these things that actually works. He says, well, sure. Your funeral. He opens up, up the box and he, he pulls out a, out a bullet. Uh, this one does, in fact, look, look different. And he kind of hold, holds it up to, up to light. He says, this one isn't very lucky. Well, I'll take it. It'll do you more harm than good, but here, have it. I, I trade him my uh, genuine blessed bullet for this, this unlucky bullet. He tosses it into the box. <laughs> Mild perturbed. 
and closes it and locks it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's all I wanted to do. Please add one cursed bullet to your inventory. Woohoo! Okay, so back to the angel conversation. The three of you are still talking to the mysterious stranger. He says, I do not think that we have more business to attend to, and I believe that you should go, unless there's a reason for you to stay. Hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of lost. Generally, trying not to get shot again. Normally, we'd just walk away. So, what would it take for us to be able to get one of these angels for ourselves? What would we have to trade for? Trade? Yeah. I need nothing. Uh, give me a wits plus insight roll. Oh boy. Three successes. The way that he says, I need nothing, seems like he puts too much weight on it. Like he's making a play on words or is intending you to glean more meaning out of it than would seem likely for such a banal statement. Okay. So you don't need anything, but is there anything you want? That is not what I said. Mm. I said that I need nothing. Kinda hard to give nothing to somebody. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take a stab at it. I'm just going to hold. Oh God, this is a stupid idea. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold out my hand with nothing in it and say, "Here you go." As you hand out, you hold out your hand with nothing in it. Reaches out his hand and says, oh, "Very well then." And he pulls you inside or attempts to. He pulls gently at first. Do you attempt to resist? Oh, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, on the one hand, uh, you know what? Mm, I need that money. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to trust nothing is going to happen to me. Okay. If he attempts anything other than this, then uh, I will resist. I'm okay. Wish plus insight to see if I feel like this is... That's crazy. actually a Mal, good idea. Mal, Mal crazy or crazy helpful crazy? How, okay. how do I feel about the situation? How, analyzing it. Give me a composure insight. Can do. Well, I don't hear any gunfire. That certainly bodes well. All right. Four successes. You don't believe that his intentions are amorous, and you feel like if he were trying to murder her, that it would be pretty obvious pretty quickly. and. There are two of you outside, so you don't detect immediate danger, but he definitely has an air to him of something devious. He, he's definitely up to something. Okay, so I'll just chill for now. Better me than the kid. As he pulls you slowly inside, he says, we will return in light, and he closes the door. In his house, there seems to be uh, three main rooms, First is the one that you, that you enter, which appears to be a room with a bed in the corner. Then one room over is the kitchen. And then there's a room with a uh, with a closed wooden door that is dark inside. And he tosses open the door to that. And he says, gaze and behold. And you look down and the floor is dark. This is some Cthulhu-ass shit. I mean, it's a dark room so far. I, I gaze and I behold skeptically. It doesn't look like much. I mean, you have a flashlight. <laughs> this is such a bad idea. All right, I'm gonna use the flashlight. Okay, it's a small room. You, you see the uh, the backs of, it of corrugated metal and two by fours uh, holding them together. But the floor, you see the edges of a floor, a hole in the middle. But when you point the light at the floor, it simply vanishes. There's simply blackness. Not even like oil that would have a a, a shimmer or shine when you when you shine a light on it. Just 
emptiness. You're staring into nothing. And he looks at it, and the smile that he has on his face seems simultaneously lustful and serene. Looks like you've uh, you've got plenty of nothing already. <laughs> Not nearly enough. I need the angels to bring the wrath. The wrath of what and unto whom? God and everyone. He takes another long pull off of his bottle. I mean, I can kind of understand that, to be quite honest, <laughs> in a broad sense. Then perhaps you would wish to find the wisdom that lies below. There is something in nothing. He goes over to a little desk next to his bed, and he pulls out a length of rope with a noose on the end of it. He says, would you care to take a dive? Find out what this is really about. No, I'm, I think I'm good. I think I, uh... Yeah, n- no, no. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, uh, but no. Then you will not know what is to come and you should leave this place. Yeah, there here, is here. nothing here that you want. You do not wish to drink the blood of angels. Then no, you should not but seek the them. doctor needs it? Why would you approach slowly that which I have laid out the path in clear and brilliant colors? I, I mean, I'm a scientist. I ask questions, get answers. This is a little too much, though. It is. And that's saying something for me. It is nothing at all. But give uh, me a charisma plus a cult roll. You aim to make me fail. Nice. Better than my usual. He says, very well. You must learn a little at a time. Then. I will allow you to wait for the angels to come. And you may make one bleed, but I ask a favor in return, that when you understand what you have done, you will return to me. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, sure. Now, I do have no way to make you keep this promise, but your suffering shall be inflicted by you yourself, should you not know what you need. Okay, sounds like a deal. He walks back, and he opens the door, and he says, You, and your friends, take what you need, and then leave. You are not ready. You got it! I'm gonna power walk out. Okay. Ginger, Matt. Yeah, I just, like, look at Val, look at Jamie, look at Val, look at Jamie. Yeah, okay, sure. Val looks a little bit spooked. The tracks. We good to do our yeah, thing? We're, we're good to do our thing. We got. We can get one. We can get one. One is good. How crazy was that crazy? <laughs> yes and no. Val, give me a composure plus a cult roll. Okie dokie. One success. Okay. In the sanity box on your sheet, please mark down a minus two. And what are you telling them? Dude had a hole with nothing. He was being very literal about <laughs> the nothing. Oh, God, I feel like I just made a deal with the devil. What do you mean a hole with nothing? It did nothing. Like, okay. All right, all right, all right. You ever heard of antimatter? I feel like that's what antimatter would look like. And it's just chilling. Yeah, it's just chilling. And I pulled out a noose and said, you want to go in? I was like, no. (laughs) No. No, thank you. And his house is still... Standing over this hole and nothing's like being sucked in or I mean I crazy. Look, 
I assume if it were actual antimatter in scientific terms, which, let's be honest, nothing in this fucking town is predicated on the usual scientific terms. If I had time to maybe look at it, but that's not my field, you know? To be honest, I, don't, I didn't like looking at it. Didn't like looking at it. Because I'm, I'm I looked totally at it. I'm at this idea, and I, I, I want to go see it, but I want you guys to go with me at some point. Not tonight, a different time. <laughs> I'd probably have to come back anyway, so... Yeah, cool. it would be nice to have somebody not Frankie there. Right? His... Yeah, I feel like I fucked up somewhere. <laughs> okay, so I guess when we're, like, getting invited in by creepy people from now on, we should, you know, go together? <laughs> not, not, not be like, oh, yeah, let's send our friend in the deep, dark place by, with the weird person. Safety in numbers. Yeah, let's let's try to stick together more. That sounds good. All right, oh, your friends. Yeah. As we Let's try to, as we walk back, I try to loop arms. She's okay. shaking a little. Oliver, you are out, out back by, by the car. Please give me a wits awareness roll. Yeah, I was just about to say that generally we're trying to keep ourselves appraised of the situation. Apprised, apprised. Mm-hmm. Wits awareness. We're keeping yourselves apprised of the situation so that you may appraise. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, three successes. You see a sort of scurrying, scuttling, something smaller than a person, or a few such things, moving towards the sheet pen. Uh, I assume Eat and I are both, both like sitting against the wall of the truck. Uh, he's got the tie like loosened, two buttons down on his dress shirt, because it's sweaty, but like it's cooling off for the night. Um, Shit! Eaton! Th- I, th- I, think, I think they're there. Is, is, is that what they look like? The binoculars were... Yeah, there, there's a pair of binoculars at the truck, and he, he, gra- he grabs them out, and he, and he, ta- he takes a look and says, uh, Yeah, that's them. Well, grab your rifle. Let's get hunting. They look like they're talking to each other. Oh, let me see that. <laughs> Just grab the binoculars from him and look. Looking at it, you see these creatures. They are uh, bunched together. They look a little bit like the uh, picture of the chupacabra there. They are scaled, vaguely humanoid, purple, with glowing yellow eyes. But they seem to be wearing some sort of loose cape or robe. They're a little bit under four feet tall. Three of them are sort of standing. They they are looking at each other and they're moving their arms about as if they're having a conversation. Wait, wait, wait! Hold on, just a minute here. Are you saying these chupacabra? Do they normally wear clothes? That is not a thing that I've seen. Okay, just making sure that this is new and not the normal thing, because you are the expert. Uh, do we see that like the group of people is coming back generally in our direction? Yes. If we move towards them, will be we be like? I'm just wondering how obvious it would be to the chatty chupacabras if we were to go. You know, they don't seem to have taken notice to you so far. If they haven't seen the three of them co- coming up, they won't see, see you going down to them. And if they have, then what is the difference between four and three? Very well, Mister Eaton. If you would be so kind as to grab your rifle and prepare to make a shot, uh, I'm going to inform my compatriots of the situation. If you see me waving my arms wildly in the air, it means shoot them. I would prefer not to, as they seem to be uh, people. Yeah, but it, I assume if I'm waving my arms, we are about to be murdered. So if you would be so kind as to prepare anyway. If this is the thing that's got to be done. Well, hopefully these uh, loud boomy bullets will be enough to stop such thing from happening. This will cost you. You know what? If you do end up shooting. We'll discuss that later. It sounds like we might be in a hurry. And I run off towards everyone. Okay. What do you tell each other about about your adventures? 
uh, out of shape man runs down through the dust in the dying light. The light has it has died a while ago. Okay, and is like whisper yelling at you. Hey, <laughs> uh, don't yell! But I have some very important. If you would all turn your attention eastwise. Despite my better judgment, I turn my attention eastwise. Oh, I I'm, I bring the binoculars with me. Okay. okay. Definitely check it out. Who do you have the binoculars to, to first? Uh, whoever gets to me first, I guess. Who wishes Ed to try and figure out what the fuck these things are? Oh, I do, definitely. Whoever. <laughs> Roll athletics. <laughs> Val. Yes. Give me an intelligence plus science roll. Okay, finally, the thing I'm good at. To see if there's anything that you know of on God's green earth that these things might be. Fuck yeah, baby. That is nine successes. So, these are clearly reptilian humanoids. It looks like they, they have, have experienced some sort of convergent evolution, if uh, one were to believe that such things applied to them. They seem to be well adapted for desert life, but the faint glow of their eyes seems like it is definitely unnatural. Their claws are made for digging, and their scales are set up to hold, uh, to hold moisture, uh, moisture in. You're guessing that, that these things, at least in their natural state, uh, state burrow. But also you notice that these have a number of scars and marks along their scales that indicate some sort of ritualistic self-mutilation, or perhaps some sort of ritualistic combat. Oh my god, I think these are basically the same thing. Basically had a ancestor at the same time as our ancestors after the, you know, the killing of the dinosaurs. I mean, that would make sense if they can burrow. Oh, I need one. I need to study one. They appear to be ch- chatting. I don't think we should uh, put them in a cage unless they, you know, c- c- commit crime. Chatty dinosaur people. This is too unreal. Give me those fucking binoculars. Yeah, no, I hand them over. I, I think Jamie, of all people, is probably going to be just as excited about this as I am. I'm right. very excited. Val has suddenly forgotten all of her fear. All right. Jamie, you see these creatures, and, and you're more inter- interested in their robes. Give me an intelligence plus a cult role. Show me nine successes to learn as much about their minds as Val did about their bodies. Uh, two successes. Uh, I'm going to spend two willpower if I can to roll two. Yeah, willpower. I was going to say, you got it. You can spend up to three willpower. I'll do three then. All right. Four successes. The symbols that are embroidered into their robes appear to be what you believe to be a form of ancient Aramaic. This is fucking insane. Chatty dinosaur people who might possibly share a language branch with us? This is too crazy. We got to try to introduce ourselves, try to communicate. What's your academics? So, Muff, how crazy was this old man? My academics are two. You recognize one of the things on the robe, as you have learned a, a bit of ancient Aramaic. It says, God brings the dawn. Uh, I'm like humming with excitement. This is like fantastic in my book. I, I ask for opinions. How do you think we should approach them? Do you tell yeah. us the spook, spooky thing that they you've re- recognized? Yeah, no, I totally tell you guys everything I, I can begin to even see about it. They have language, like like language we could technically potentially use, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that nuts? Are you kidding me? Right? It's like meeting Bigfoot and he's wearing a friggin' suit. I mean, Bigfoot would probably just... eh, I don't think if there is a Bigfoot, probably not a sentient or, you know, doesn't have the capability of uh, 
communication, but you know. The creatures have passed their way into the enclosure. Uh, real quick, um, Valerie, would you be so kind as to tell me, uh, do, do those creatures look uh, nocturnal to you? I mean, they look, they would have to be. Uh, they look like they're primarily made for burrowing. Which would make sense, especially if they're here, and if they haven't been found very much yet, uh, if their natural range is relatively small out here, it, there aren't that many people that come out here. So, it, you know what? Many of the burrowing animals have relatively good uh, night vision at the very least. And how, how do you think they would feel about the dawn, so to speak? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't do people and populations and that anthropology bullshit, so that I wouldn't know. I just know that if they, if, if what I'm seeing is true and they were a burrowing species, they would probably be more of a nocturnal, maybe diurnal, right? <laughs> you know, just in case you don't know that that's, you know, dawn and dusk, right? Where it's relatively cool, especially out here. That, that would make the most the sense. The three figures have drawn knives. Oh, I just want to think real quick, but I generally want to be like urging people in that general direction, which I assume Jamie already was. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, excitedly, like, drifting that way. Uh, do I get a read off of, like, when I hear those two things together, insight-wise? Because that sounds like perhaps their god is a wrathful one. <laughs> Give me a resolve occult roll. Uh, that is one success, because I have no occult. So you believe, from what you know of angels... Your feeling is that they do what is needed, and what is needed is not always pleasant. Mm-hmm. Well, shall we go and uh, attempt first or possibly last contact with this fine ancient gentleman? They have drawn a circle on the ground around one of the goats, and it glows faintly as if they're using some sort of a phosphorescent powder. It sort of looks like it looks like a spiral as you approach. Who comes out first? Uh, I would be amazed if I wasn't going up there first. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm hot like, on Jamie Heels. To, like, how to say hi in Hebrew or Aramaic or any sort of like ancient language I can put my finger on. Um, yeah, which is better, do you Jamie. think? Spanish or English? <laughs> uh, Spanish, probably. They seem to startle as you approach. Do you stop coming towards when they do? Yeah, I, I stop and put my hands out like, you know, up up in the air kind of thing and say something akin to we come in peace and whatever broken ancient language I can put my finger on. Okay. Give me a Charisma Academics. You speak enough ancient Aramaic to say, hello, hello, we are friends. And one of them looks to you and says, you threaten the dark, God has not friends. And a whole bunch of other things you do not understand. It's, it says it in this sort of raspy, spitting voice. Sounds like French. Yeah, I, I try to decipher intention as best I can. The first thing that you notice is that they seem displeased with the disruption of whatever the fuck they were doing with that powder and that goat. Hablesa espanol? Exactly. <laughs> they look at each other, and one of them brings out a small, brightly glowing white rock, and the two of them are looking at each other. What do you guys do? Are these uh, the rocks you were talking about earlier with the mana? <laughs> trying to see what kind of white rocks they got. Is it a big ball of cocaine? Or is it some sort of, you know... That would explain literally everything today. Right? It's glowing brightly. And you think they they might see a little little bit of smoke coming off of it? I I pull a rock out of my pouch. I don't know, something pyrite or something. Just something shiny and 
say friend trade or some some equivalent. If I've got the word for friend, I use that about five times, I'm sure. They drop the rock onto the powder, which goes up like flash powder. It makes a really bright light with a lot of smoke. Take me down to the final decision and the world will break apart. 